out on the front lines with legendary actor Harrison Page and the incredibly talented director, producer, writer, Richard Turk. Right here on Out on the Front Lines. Stay tuned. Hey, Harrison Page and Richard Turk. Welcome to Out on the Front Lines. It is a pleasure to have the two of you here. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this. How are you guys holding up? Uh, I'm, I'm holding up real good. I'm, I'm, I live in a place called Palmdale. It's a little cold up here, but, uh, but, but I'm cool. I got a really nice uh, townhouse here, so I'm, I'm, I'm great. I'm comfortable, man. That's you okay. know, doing great. And keeping busy. I love busy. that. I yeah. love you just told me that you live in Atlanta now. So, uh, and we were talking about that, and I told you that I was born there. And, and uh, it's amazing that you and your the difference between New York and, and Atlanta. I mean, it's amazing because you can't you can't do the things in Atlanta that you did in New York. You know, you go down Fifth Avenue, and you you know it's like that the foot traffic in Fifth Avenue. I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get stomped out. Yeah, yeah, there is there is no foot traffic in Atlanta. They they people slow and everything, so that must be a great experience for you. Uh, yeah, the pace is definitely different yeah. up here. No, I'm I'm great, man. I'm great, Lester, and uh, you know me and uh, me and Richard have been good friends for a while now. Right, right. I missed seeing him because of this yeah. crap. But, uh, <laughs> So let's talk about it. How did the two of you become close friends? How did it all start? Take us back. Well, I tell you, Richard probably won't say anything. I don't know. I'm not sure. He, he probably will, will say a few words. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he lets me talk. He lets me talk. So I'll, I'll say so. Uh, yeah, we, we met through a guy by the name of Justin Hawkins, who is like this guy who is the jack of all trades and puts people together like producer. And I tell you something, he's one of the, one of the best people I've ever met. Uh, and uh, he introduced me to Richard. I went. To, Richard was having a reading of of his movie that, that you know, uh, that, that movie that we did together. Um, um, and uh, I read with that with him, and that's how I met him. Uh, you know, he's uh, yeah. He's he's <laughs> he. We just we just clicked. That's all. It's like I'm I'm an outspoken guy, and Richard's very quiet. So. <laughs> We gonna get him to talk. We gonna get him to talk. So wait, the movie that you're talking about, Harrison, is it? Watch this. Yeah. Okay. Watch this. So Richard, how did you? How did Harrison land on your radar? How were you able to say hey, um, Harrison? Check. Yeah, out. like he was saying, uh, we have a mutual friend, Justin Hawkins, and um, you know, I, I, I was when I wrote this film. Um, it's actually originally supposed to be a feature. And, um, and I was in, one day I was inspired by what I saw on the bus, this kind of unhappy woman who, who uh, didn't want to be bothered. And this young girl started talking to her and then she got kind of emotional about it. And it was so inspiring that I was like, and being an artist and, 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 and I was just really inspired by that, that I wanted to write something about that. And then um, I started writing this feature, and then I had this kind of subplot of this father-daughter relationship. And um, so I wrote that. And I said, you know, I'll make a short out of this part. And, um, 
And when I wrote it, um, and then I decided, okay, let's let's make let's make this film. And um, and I tell you what, we had a great cast and great cinematographer, great you know crew and producers and everything. And um, but yeah, I mean, as soon as Harrison stepped in there, and, and we were like, we were looking for Art Clifford, and he just nailed it right then and there. And I was like, yes, you know, and we were like so happy, you know. Um, and he just got the character, and I just love the conversations that him and I had about about this character. You know, just not just about the whole acting process, but just about you know what's this, what he's gone through and his relationship with his daughter. And just kind of our own experience too. Yeah, no, yeah. I think it's so important to have that off-screen chemistry before you actually go on set and work with the person. So it sounded like you just clicked with him before you. Oh yeah. Filming. And then you know Harrison, he's been in the business for over fifty years, has so many stories. He's been in such you know great films and uh, great TV shows. And it's it's such a uh, you know it's like it's like history too you know it's like it so is. much knowledge and, and uh, yeah I, so many great what? roles he's been in <laughs> yeah. yeah you're right fifty something years yeah that's true I was about yeah that. Harrison I was looking at your IMDb page right and it's mm -hmm. amazing how I recognize some of the shows that you were in because my parents watched those shows so. Mm -hmm. It just took me back, took me down memory lane. So I wanted to ask you, you posted on social media a picture of you and your mom, and you mm -hmm. said that's where it started. Mm -hmm. Was your mother a big influence on your becoming an actor, and how did she feel about your wanting to do that? Yeah, and, and, and my mother, in her own special way, she was a very quiet woman. Um, and her and I, when we lived in Detroit, Michigan, she was living with this guy who was a working for General Motors. He was a riveter for General Motors. And, um, but he was a riveter, a gambler, and a drinker. Uh, those things didn't go together. Uh, and he would, uh, he would go off and get drunk and he'd try to gamble. You never, you never, you never drink when you're gambling because you don't know what you're doing anymore. But he did that every week. So my mother was so, so patient with this guy. Uh, he, she took care of him like he was a baby, and he was kind of like a child. And my mother loved movies and television shows, especially soap operas. She loved soap operas. Uh, and when he, he he hit the numbers, you know, the numbers in those days was was the lottery, but lottery. It was the yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and he hit the numbers for a thousand dollars. So the first thing he did was to buy my mother a television set. And it was the it was it, if you knew Detroit where we lived it was the it was the slums, Brewster you know where the Supremes came from Brewster I heard Brewster, of Supremes Brewster projects oh, yeah. was, Brewster was kind of a slum place, so he he bought that TV set a bunch of meat to put in refrigerated refrigerated when it was a nice box, uh, and then uh, and and then uh, bought her a TV set and then when she was doing her homework not homework but her her cleaning the house. She would put her her ironing board right in front of the TV set. Wow, you know that deal, right? Yeah, my mother. Uh, did that. And she would watch forty five minutes of soap operas because in those days, each one of those things were like fifteen minutes. So she watched three of them. She loved you know, Love of Life, Search for Tomorrow, and The Guiding Light. 
And then <laughs> she was done, and she would turn to me and say, okay, you can watch Holly Duty or something. Uh, <laughs> so one day, uh, one day I, I was doing my homework, uh, and uh, she looked around to see what I was doing. She said, she said, what are you doing? I said, do my homework. She said, why don't you watch the show? show watch the show. Now, for, for me, that was a way for me to connect with my mother. You know, uh, and I loved her very much. So I watched soap operas with her and finally got into them, you know, uh, and she would ask me questions. She would say, uh, what, did you, what did you think of it? And I'd say, uh, uh, my mother didn't say, what did you think? She said, what did you think of it? <laughs> I said, I Excellent. thought it was, I thought it was great. I'm into it now. I want to know what's going to happen next. And she said, <laughs> she said to me, she said, you know, this may be something you can do someday. Oh, wow. She said, she said, you should make something out of yourself. There may be something you can do. Mm-hmm. And this, this is, looks like something you could, you could do easily because you're always acting up all over the place. So I said, oh, okay. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I'll try that. Uh, see what happens. Now, I, after that, I just threw it away. I didn't think about it anymore. Uh, and then one day when I was in high school, they asked me to do a, a senior play. And I went and did the senior play and stuff. And then I realized, yeah. I think I better do what my mother asked. That's where it came from. Yeah. And she didn't like go, oh, you make a good actor. She just said, you know, you were always acting up around him. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I was a mom's boy too, yeah. But yeah. let me ask you, Richard. Yeah. When you watch television, did you see something on the screen that made you say, oh, I want to direct or I want to write? What was it for you? Because I know Harrison said his mother was that inspiration, but what was your inspiration? Right, right. Well, I mean, I, I started off in fine arts. So I started out as an artist and a cartoonist, and I did that for many years. But actually, it was like, it was my it was my dad showing, my dad, it, you know, he used to show uh, movies, like projected movies on the wall. And, oh, yeah. you know, he showed us like the, you know, cartoons, Bugs Bunnies, and then Three Stooges and and all the um, all that old Hollywood stuff. So mm-hmm. and then when I got older, I just I just started watching you know movies and I just got you know watched like you know Mike Nichols or Al Ashby or even the the classic uh, uh, movies of thirties and forties and stuff like that. And I just got I just got hooked and I thought it was such a creative uh, uh way of telling a story uh, you know uh, yeah. emotionally and um you know it was you know yeah affected by movies yeah. yeah harrison i don't know if you knew this but i saw that you went to school for animation didn't you richard yes yes i went to california to the arts and uh i went there with a uh, a degree in uh, uh, character animation so I was actually on my way path doing um, animation, and then um, I did it for a while. But then I just I just felt kind of limited with animation, and I just felt like an, a live action had so much more. You could, you could it has a bigger palette, and um, and then I just started to doing. Actually, I was approached by uh, Michael J. Fox's company, wow. and long many years or years ago, and. And I was in animation, and, and then this guy just said, "Hey, do you got any ideas for feature films?" And and uh, I was in my early twenties, and and I was like, uh, "Well, um, 
I'm in animation. And he said, well, it doesn't, you know, just, you know, come with some ideas, let me know. And then that really started my live action career. That really, really started someone. Wow. I love oh, that. Thing. What do you think? You know? Yeah. I yeah. read somewhere that Sidney Poitier, the great Sidney Poitier, was a huge inspiration to you when you saw him on that stage. What was it like seeing that? And what did it do for you? Why did you say to yourself, oh? Oh, I well, yeah, yeah. That inspiration came after my mother said what she said to me. But um, and actually, we were living in East Point when I first saw Sidney Poitier. My mother also was in love with Sidney Poitier. <laughs> you see, there was a, another connection yeah. um, for us. And um, Sidney Poitier uh, had a, did a movie with, with Clark Gable called Band of Angels. And, and Sidney Poitier was supposed to be like this, this, this uh, uh, you know, this, this, this slave type character, but he was just had so much poise, so much dignity uh, that my mother loved it and I loved it. So I finally went to a movie in East Point, uh, which is about 30 miles from where you live, I think. Uh, and, you know, in those days, I go to a movie or any black person go to a movie, you had to sit in the balcony. Now, in the dead of summer, as you well know, it gets very hot and humid. So they would, they would have the sign outside the movie house saying, cool air inside. So sometimes I went to the movie because I wanted to cool off. <laughs> wow. This, yeah, this time I went in the, the movies and found out that this guy, Sidney Poitier, was in a, in a movie called uh, Blackboard Jungle. Uh, some reason or another, the guys around where I lived called it Black Boy Jungle. I don't know why they did that, but the Black Boy Jungle. And we had sit in the attic. It was hot, hot up there upstairs in the balcony. Uh, uh, and uh, I didn't even know the movie was going to be that movie. So I went downstairs to cool a little bit because the air was coming in through where the white people were downstairs. And, and they need to go back upstairs where you, you burn up again. So I went back up and the, and the movie was coming on. And I looked and I said, oh my God, that's Sidney Poitier. And I was so, so inspired by him that I could not tell you. And when I got, got, you know, when I left that film, I went home and I told my mother, I just saw Sidney Poitier in Black Boy Jungle. And she said, oh my God, we love him. And I said, yeah, we do. And from then on, it, no matter what he did, I saw it. There's not anything that Sidney Poitier did that I didn't see. And what was really, really the, the payoff of this whole story is later, when I became an actor in film, I met Sidney Poitier. And we played tennis together. Uh, as a matter of fact, that meeting was interesting because I didn't know what to say to him. Like a lot of people get like that when they see somebody that, that is really inspiring right uh and i didn't know what to say with him but one day he was leaving and i went i said uh, uh so you want to play some tennis and he said do you play tennis and i said yes i do he says no you don't <laughs> <laughs> he says i saw you on the next court you do not play tennis oh. and i said oh 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 okay oh, oh okay yeah right okay that's that for that and it just so happens that particular day, I had a meeting with a guy who was my therapist at the time. And I told him the story. 
And he says, why did you do that? I said, why did I do what? I said, he said, why did you say let's play tennis? That's not what you wanted to say. And I said, wait, wait a minute, what do you mean? He said, what did you really want to say to him? I said, I want to tell him, you know, how he inspired me. I want to tell him he was a great actor and there's nobody else in the world like him. He said, why didn't you tell him that? I said, I don't know. Wow. And he said, he said, do me a favor. He says, I don't, you may never see him again, ever. Okay. But the next time you see him, tell him that. I guarantee you'll get a different reaction. <laughs> Lester, Richard, when I went back to the court the next day, the very next day, he was in line to get snacks after he played tennis. I was one guy behind him, one guy in front of me, then him. The guy in front of me, for some reason or another, left the line. So I was now in, in right in back of Sydney. Whoa. Yes. And he turned around and he saw me and said, oh, hey, hey, how you doing? How's your game? And I said, it's okay. It's okay. And then I, boom, I all went. I went, look, let me just tell you something. No way out. Blackboard jungle. Band of angels. You know, just going off. And I said, look, man, and this it makes me emotional, but I... I love your work and I love what you've done for the African-American community. I love everything you ever do. Heat of the night, forget it. Um, he said, oh my God, you, you, wait a minute. Wait a minute, no way out? You saw no way out? No way out is way back. I said, yeah, but I saw everything, Sydney, everything. And he went, why don't we sit down and have some lunch? Whoa. I said, okay. And I sat down with him. Uh, he shared everything about his life with me, his family, everything. And from then on, yeah. we played tennis together. He actually called me the next morning. He wanted to play some tennis. So the whole thing wasn't about tennis. It was about the way I, I approached him. Instead of instead of saying, "Hey, man, this, this, and this," and telling him the truth, right. him, it was like I was challenging him. You know. So I said, "Okay, Harrison, That's don't true. ever do that again." Wow. I love that story. Yeah. I love that story. Yeah. Me too. Wow. Richard, you have a story like that? Have you ever met one of your heroes or somebody you admired? Or maybe you saw a project that just really touched you and inspired you? Um, oh, wow. Um, no, I mean, I, you know, I mean, I'm just happy the people I meet and, uh, um, I mean, what was cool is, um, you know, when Watch This, the film that Harris and I did together, um, you know, we had a really good festival run. It played a lot of good festival. We won, like, you know, a decent amount of awards. Um, and then it got to play on television. And um, and that was, that was amazing because then I started getting calls from, all, you know, different states. And I even got a call from um, Billy Ray Cyrus. And he called and said, look, I just want to let you know, I really love your film. Watch this. And he invited me over to his house and everything and just, you know, asked me about the show. And and then I also, just to, um, what's really been really good is like, because people know that, that you know, we have a feature, you know, it's all started from a feature and then I made a short. So we have a feature script. So now we're trying to get that going. And then I had this guy, his name is, um, 
uh, Barry Bradford, who's like an actor and and producer in New York, and and he's trying to like help get the get the feature going. So I just feel really blessed that you know that people that who really enjoy the short, and then that they know that there's the feature one being made. Uh, uh, wanting to be made that that they're very supportive and I'm, I feel very blessed about that. Yeah, let me just say this: that movie, watch this for me, really inspired me because I used to be a bus driver, and I watched the film at the Las Vegas Black Film Festival, and I met Harrison, and I met you there too, Richard. And I just remember the two of you being so down to earth, and I'm not used to that because you know sometimes <laughs> in this business you meet people who are very full of themselves, they're very arrogant, and they're very hands-off, they don't want, they just feel like they're better than everybody else. Can you talk to us about that and just having the right attitude in terms of being in this industry and working with other people? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think this industry will humble you. I mean, you know, it's a very, I, I'm, sure, I'm sure Harrison could, you know, dive this more better than I can. But it's it's a very competitive industry. It's a very uh, it can be cutthroat. It could be it, it's um, very competitive, and um, and in a way, it does humble you because when you do something and you do a project and you do a film, um, you just feel so grateful for it. You know, just so like you know, wow, we got to do this. We got we got amazing people to to work on this, and you know, like. Like the whole cast of, of watch this, you know, they were all really good. And then, and then, um, you know, got the, the musician who did the music and everything. And it's just, you know, um, and it's just short, the short little film. So, um, you know, and I did a feature as well. And, and, you know, that was, that was actually really difficult to make, mm -hmm. but, um, but you just feel so lucky to, so grateful to be doing doing yeah. because I think it's not a lot of people get a chance to do it. Yeah. Okay. No, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. So just like, yeah, okay. yeah I, I was just saying Richard is like that 24 hours a day. <laughs> I mean, uh, he is. He's just amazing to me because like you said, Lester, there's mm -hmm. people who think that, you know, when you do this stuff, you're God or something. And we're not God. We're actors and we, we, we get out the information and the, the whole thing is is that to, to have a good attitude about that, like Richard said, you know, we 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 should be grateful and thankful that we're in it and that we actually do work in this business. Right. A, a lot of people come and go uh, for whatever reason, but I don't. I cho I choose to be so appreciative that I'm in it. That I right. can work as an actor. That I don't have time for this other these other attitudes. There's no place for them. So, it's yeah, he's he's saying exactly what I feel. Yeah, and especially just, you know, being, being a, the longer you're in it, you know, you see people just come and go. Very mm -hmm. talented people, that's the thing. Mm -hmm. yes. Very talented writers, directors, and, and actors. They just say, look, mm -hmm. I, can't, I can't do this anymore, you know. So it, yeah. it's, it's uh, you know, and that's sad. That's sad when you see that because you see a lot of talented people that just, you know, yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah, for whatever reason. Um, do you, do you do think you think it's because they're doing it for the wrong reasons? You know how they say you should do it because you love it, because it speaks to you. So, yeah, I mean, if you're doing it for clear for the money, then, then, you know, and you might be lucky and you might be able to do it, but, 
uh, uh, I don't think that's going to last too long. I agree. Um, but what do you think, Harrison? Well, yeah, no, that's that's true. That's absolutely true. You can do it for the wrong reasons. That's again, like you said, you don't last long when you do it that way. You have to love it because it does present to you a whole lot of challenges, psychologically, physically, every damn way. And you can go on a set to work with people who are, uh, I don't know, they're, they're cynical and uh, and stuff. And so I I don't understand that. I try to stay away from it. But and that attitude spreads in the set too. So if you come yeah. in, in that in that way and on the set, yeah. it's gonna it's gonna give like a weird. Thing on the set, yeah, energy, oh, yeah. the energy will be a weird energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I remember when I was in high school, right? And the two of you might be able to relate to this, but in high school, when you're a senior, it's almost like, okay, what do I do next? So I was at that crossroads. I was trying to figure out: Do I want to go to college? Do I want to join the military? So Harrison, I saw that you were in the military. While you were in the military, you had that itch. Mm -hmm. Still act. Mm -hmm. Can you mm -hmm. talk to us about what it's like doing something that you don't necessarily want to do, but you're just doing it because you feel like it's just the next yeah. thing you have to do? Can you speak to that? Yeah, yeah. That that military thing. I was in the Air Force. Uh, I chose to go in the Air Force because I wanted to. I wanted to travel outside of Atlanta, uh, and uh, and that happened. Uh, I could have gone in the army, but I didn't. I didn't want to do that. There was a there's an army army uh, post right up the street from where I lived. I think it's Fort McPherson, uh, and I did not want to be stationed there, so I went in the Air Force. Um, the Air Force taught me some lessons. One of those lessons was discipline. The other was to respect other people who are supportive and encouraging to you. Really, really respect them. Don't throw them away. I have ex-friends who don't know how to be friends and that are in this business. They don't know how to be friends and respectful. They're always competitive. Uh, com competition, you know what I think of competition? What I think of competition is two guys get into the, the arena and fight. I mean, you, and you're trying to kill the other guy. That's basically what it is. Well, this is not that. This is a collaborative business. And then the more you learn, the, the, more, the better you are. And the more you work with other people and keep a good attitude, it may, in fact, influence them. And they change. I've tried to do that everywhere I've gone. Sometimes mm -hmm. I, it just didn't work. You know, I just go to my dressing room and say, okay, okay. But see, the problem is this. It is not a business of entitlement. You know, you work your butt off like Lester, I'm sure you're doing, uh, to do this stuff. And you love it. Otherwise, you wouldn't be doing it. Right. Um, um, so when people are around you who are not like that, again, if you're going to be uh, critical of me, if you're going to denounce me, if you're going to do that, then I'm not around you. I'm, I'm gone. Unless, of course, I can help you change to be a better person. You know, I'm not God. I'm just the guy. Hey, I got to work around you. You know, I want you to be different. I don't want you to be like that. Don't, don't play that game. And you know yourself. I think we said a little bit about that. You tell a person how wonderful they are, and they get all weird about it. You know, you know, yeah. what are you getting weird for? Just say thank you. <laughs> That's all you got to hey. do. <laughs> you know, say thank you. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's 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 all kinds of people in the business, and the, the thing you got to do is just 
just keep going. Yeah, just keep doing what you do. Uh, do as much as you can for others, but just keep going. Yeah. Richard, yeah. before you went to college, did you have that idea of maybe I should join the military? What, what was your other option before you decided to? Um, you know, ever since I was a little kid, ever since I was four years old, I just... I just drew. I mean, I just, I just drew an art and I already knew from that age that, that, um, that, that's, that was my direction. So, I mean, um, I, I was lucky to go to Cal arts and, and, um, and then, you know, and then film just kind of crept up to me. Like film just, it was always there, but then it was, I, I just, but I always just knew what I wanted to do. So, um, there was never a plan B. There was only plan A. <laughs> right. Love it. All right. So hey, I got a question for you. Okay. Yeah. Shoot. So uh, what made you go to uh, uh, Las Vegas uh, Black Film Festival? What was... Were you oh, so I went there for an acting competition. That's right. Okay. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah, right. Now. Remember, Miss yeah. Michelle Boykin, she's the founder of the festival. My friend Antoine Allen encouraged me to go. I wasn't going to go. So I went out there and I ended up winning the acting competition. So, oh, I remember that. Remember that, right? Yeah, I, I still yeah. have a picture of us where I'm holding the award, and it was a great moment. That's where I met oh, you, and that's where I met Richard. Yeah, yeah. I remember now. I think I said something to you. I, I think I. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you were very gracious. You were yeah, very nice. Yeah, this. Yeah, he's, that's great. And I yeah. think I said you're gonna do great. That's uh, something like that. So yeah. Nah, listen, that moment stayed with me. I'm telling you right now. That's why I'm so grateful okay. for the two of you. Okay. You, you flew out because you're from New York, so you flew out to Vegas for that. I did, not that's knowing crazy. what was gonna happen. I spent all the money and. Oh my God. Yeah, I had to put myself up in a hotel, and you just never know with things like that. You got to jump on it, and it yeah. worked out for me. I got a chance to meet the two of you. I met Leslie Thurston. Yeah, she's great. And, you know, she's an incredible actress. Yeah. And, and I met Miss Michelle Boykins and I met a couple of other people. So it was a great experience. It was a great It was a fun festival, really fun. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, Richard, I wanted to ask you, I see you got the poster, Visible Scars, right? You wrote and directed that in 2012, I believe. Yeah. So what's, what's the significance of the title and how have you grown as a writer and a director since then? So now, um, well, that was my first feature, which um, I think I did my most of my education of making of uh, feature filmmaking through that movie. Uh, um, I learned a great deal. I learned a great deal of working with actors. Uh, the cinematographer was Jacques Aiken, who did the original Nightmare on Elm Street, and and uh, so I learned a great deal making that film and. Uh, working with investors and working with uh, cast and crew, and it was such a big cast, and it was such a uh, so many locations. So I kind of learned like that was a little bit too much because it was a very tiny budget, very small little budget. But um, but you know I, I I learned so much about filmmaking. We had like a DVD, Blu-ray release, oh, but wow. uh, we're reworking it right now. So. Uh, so we have a streaming release, so we're working on that right now, which is uh, it's exciting. Nice. Okay, that's awesome. So Harrison, I have to ask you this because everybody talks about this film, Lionheart, right? Mm -hmm. 1990. 
I saw on IMDb that it's called Leon. Well, it's it's that's the French name of the character. Character's name is you know we call him Lionheart, but that that pronunciation Leon is Leon. It's Leon, and uh, uh, it's he's got it's a lot of different titles to that damn thing. It's uh, uh, it's, it's absent without leave. It's everything in there. It's every time I go someplace, I see a different title of that thing. Um, I know. You know, everybody asked me about that film because I, I think they asked because uh, we um, we worked You're great at it. <laughs> we we did some things. Thank you, Richard. We did some things in there. I mean, I was able to you know I was able to loosen up and do some stuff and and, and be and be whatever that character was, and I had a great time doing it. And you know, we we actually shot it downtown L.A. for New York, uh, and. Uh, um, it just it just was something I told you before, Lester, that it was my I was doing I was playing my father because of the stuttering and stuff. Um, and that's what that's where that character actually landed real good is that, that to play that street urchin type guy uh, who stuttered. It was, it was wonderful fun to do. Yeah. Uh, wow. And it did well, especially overseas, made a lot of yeah. How did you book that role, though? Because I'm sure people want to know how that. Well, I, you know what I did? I did I, what I did is I had to go in and I had to read. Uh, we always have to audition. That's never going to stop, even if you're making, you know, doing big, big roles in big films. Um, I, I went in uh, to 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 do it, and I, I wore I wore like a dirty trench coat, and uh, I, I made. <laughs> I got my hands, the nails all dirty and stuff like that. That wasn't for like sight. It, was, it, it actually was for me to feel, you know, crunchy. And stuff. You wanted to be the character, yeah. Grimy and stuff. And it, it helped a lot. <clears throat> actually, <laughs> actually, I dug my fingers into the, to the dirt outside my house wow. in Woodland Hills and, and didn't realize it, but I put my hat, hand, my fingers in cat shit and I didn't even know it. But anyways, so I just said, okay, I got catch it. Um, but I went in and I read for, for these guys, and I just, I just did it. I just, I just, I showed up. Okay, for that character, all that stuff that you saw at the end, where it gets emotional and stuff, I did that for the audition, and uh, they went, yep, yeah, he's it. That's how yeah. I am. I always wanted to ask both of you this. When you see an actor or an actress on screen start to break down and get emotional and start crying, how much of that is really real? Because you know you can create that. Yeah. Is is that real most of the times, or is it just yeah. it, it, it's real? Yeah, real. It, it, I feel like it's real. Moment, this moment, just when I was talking about Sidney Poitier, did you see me get emotional about yeah, that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, that's that's real. That's real. And, and look, I. Actors have to do what they do in order to do the work they they should be doing. I mean, it, it, we're all different. Me, I don't, uh, I don't, uh, I don't uh, indicate. You know, I don't say, "Well, I'm supposed to be crying here, so I'm going to just fake it and stuff." I, I have never done that, and I probably never will. Me personally, because I've learned, I've learned from some really good people, especially a guy by the name of Milton Katsalas, about how to allow yourself the freedom to feel that vulnerability because it's not everybody can do that. Uh, and uh, whenever there's a place that gets me, I just let it go. 
And in that film, there was a couple things that happened in that film for that motion to happen. One was we'd been filming all day long and it was about two o'clock in the morning and I was really fatigued. I was tired. Uh, and that's when we did the emotional scene. And so there was like, there was no governors, you know, I, I just let it, I, I just sort of let it go. It was because I was, I was just fatigued. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing was, I had to uh, feel something about what I was doing. I had to feel something about my whole life. And I, and I, and, and I put that out there with it. And it all came, came together very well. I just let that ride, man, especially being tired too, you know. So, and I've, I've had, look, I've done quite a few things where I got emotional. Yeah. And it's not as, it's not yeah. as difficult for me at this point because all oh, I do is just go, bam, and it's there. Yeah. I think you, having seen you and, and what you did, I think you go there too. I think you have the yeah. ability to absolutely go there. Am I right or wrong? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I did this film yeah. called Driving Force with Antoine Allen and, I had to play this very emotional character who lost his son to a drunk driver. So okay, I had to just start yeah. crying and getting emotional. So yeah, it's amazing what you can do once you're locked in. If you're really yeah. listening and just reacting to what the other person is saying, you can go there. Exactly. It's not exactly. as difficult yeah. as it looks. But yeah. I wanted to ask the two of you this. How do you go about saying yes to a project? What is it about a project that makes you say, I want to do this, or yeah, I, I want to be a part of that? What's that one thing, or maybe it's a couple of things that gives you that nod of approval? Richard? Um, I, I would say that it starts off the script, you know? Um, if, it, if you read, read a script and it, it, it's something about it that that moves you or uh that moves you i mean that's that's a good indicator that like hey i, I want to do this for sure yeah what about you harrison well again um you know the material if it's there like watch this was between yeah. mostly a father and a daughter i have three daughters in life uh the one was just calling me a few minutes ago uh uh, <laughs> uh, and I know what that feels like. I know what it feels like uh, to try to communicate with them. I know what it feels like to see them go through whatever they go through. Mm. My youngest daughter, um, my youngest daughter just went through stuff where she'd come home and she'd say, I don't want to go to that, that school anymore because there's too much racism there. And she's, you know, just joining school going to college and stuff and she did not want to be at Georgia Southern. There's too much race stuff going on. So her mother had to take her out of that. I mean, that, that really, that really hurt me inside. The other thing that's happening is a lot more petulant, but it's, it's true. Um, um, she, one day when my wife and my daughter went, I think we went to Santa Barbara uh, and we, we were coming back from Santa Barbara and uh, I, we, I, I drove my car into the garage and I got out. And I closed the door and I looked around and my daughter's fingers were in the door jam. You know, when you close the door of a car, her fingers, and they went all the way back. Uh, but she was very young. She was like, I think, four, three or four. And of course, 
you know, you know what that did to me. I mean, I was like, I, usually I'm very cool. I was not with that situation. I was like, <laughs> I, I, you know, I closed my daughter's fingers up in the damn door, you know, and, and I just was going through and I was, you know, going crazy. And my, she's my ex-wife now. She looked at me like she wanted to kill me. And I, and I said, look, that wasn't on purpose. I, I didn't even know she was getting out like that. I didn't know she was doing that. I had slamming door in it and she put her, car, her fingers. I'll never forget that that image of my daughter's wow. finger. So that makes me go sometimes. All, yeah, all I have, right. you can use that. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, use it. I use it. All right. Yeah, you know. And, yeah. and uh, you know, my daughter in, in the film, she's, uh, she's, <laughs> she's, kicking my butt because I'm not doing what she wants me to do. And I'm going through the thing about losing my, my wife who I've been with for many years. And uh, I'm, I'm going through a lot of stuff there. So it's all right there on the page. You know, right. it's like, what, what I thought, um, what Harrison did so well with that character uh, with Clifford was um, if you read him on the page, he just seems like he's just a nasty, just like constantly yelling at his daughter and that type of mm -hmm. stuff. But uh, Harrison put so much humanity in his character, it didn't come across like that at all, you know. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, because even like our ca the casting director was like, like I, I thought he was going to be like really nasty and stuff, but there was so, he brought, he, he brought, he really took that character and made him three dimensional. Like even if it was like talking out outside the window, he just brought such a dimension to that character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. That's well. That's you know that was a choice. I mean, I, nobody's well. We know one guy who's actually a monster. I mean, we know who he is. I don't have to say. <laughs> um, I'm not going to say that. Uh, but uh, no, he he uh, he was human. He was just going through stuff with with having lost his wife, and then his. his He's trying to somehow escape. This is what you wrote. You're trying to escape the reality by watching TV. It's like a drug. The TV was like a drug to him. And it was a way to escape from his problems. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the feature, the feature it just explores so much about that. And the, the mother was such a division, you know. And then mm -hmm. you find out what happened with that, you know. Because, mm -hmm. it, you know, because you think, because they bring up their mother and the wife such high esteem, and yeah. then you realized that kind of like the mothers is what caused their division from each other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But is this for your film? Is this for your film? Or are you talking about? This is for the feature version of Watch This. Watch This. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, got it. Yeah, I can't wait to see that. I hope that you guys can get that made because I I, I hope so too. I mean, we did a table reading uh i think it was a year a couple of years ago we did a we did a table reading with leslie and harrison and 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 uh yeah people really really liked it and yeah, yeah. really hope because yeah. explores so much about the relationship and why why the relationship is the way it is and yeah and, yeah i really hope we get to make it really do yeah. i want to ask you yeah about process right this is for both of you for you, Harrison, as an actor, what's your process? How do you prepare for a role? And for you, Richard, how do you go about preparing to direct or write a screenplay? Because I saw that you had 
done a live action film for Disney called Sugar. Yeah. And I saw a picture of you sitting in the editing room with the editor. Yeah. And I'm just wondering, is that a part of your process? Do you sit in with the editor on your projects or do you just say, okay, you do your thing? You know, I think, I think uh, when you're making a film, I mean, when you have really good people, it makes your job so much easier. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you have to hire an editor, you have to hire a uh, cinematographer and, and you have to hire all these people and, and you have really good people. You could just, you know, you could just really lean on them and, and, you know, let them do their job. And, and then you as a director is the one that's just kind of like, you know, showing, you know, like I, I still do a lot of storyboards because, you know, I, I come from the art background. So even, I, I storyboard Sugar and watch this and, and even Visible Scars. And, um, and it really helps, the images really helps like the, 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 the uh, cinematographer and the production design and everything. But, you know, it, it's a team, it's, it's teamwork. It's a collaborative medium. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what um, filmmaking is. Um, yeah, you kind of like steer the ship, but, but, you know, you have to have everybody involved and work together. And, um, but, you know, like you, you mentioned about editing, uh, you know, I love to edit as well. And, um, but, we, you know, I don't like to edit my own material. So, because I think you get way too close to, way too close to it. So um, it's always good to have like that fresh perspective. And, um, but I don't know, I just, I just love the whole process, you know, from music and I'm not like a music, music person. So it's always good to get, but I understand the emotion of the music. So that's, that's why you just have to get really good people when you're working on a film. And it just makes your job so much easier when you have really talented people behind you or in front of you. Yes. What about you, Harrison? What's your process like in terms of? Oh, it varies. It, it, it varies. It depends upon what the part is. Um, like the, the watch this character, uh, I had to, I had to go through the whole wardrobe stuff to feel it, like I was this this person. You even um, went to the location. I remember you want to see the location. Yes, Dude. yes. That's right. I wanted to see where I was living. Right. Uh, and, uh, hmm. uh, my, you know, it, for that particular part, I knew that I needed to see what his life was like. And I had to see what, what he wore. I, had, I actually wore house shoes during the entire film. Uh, that was something that helped me uh, to realize this is a man who's pretty sedentary. Mm. and doesn't do anything but watch TV, and he doesn't even really get out of bed. You know, I mean, figuratively, he doesn't even get out of bed. So he's got house shoes on. <laughs> I even walked walk all the way to the, 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 the salon outdoors in those house shoes. Yeah, I, never, I, I never put on any, any outdoor shoes. Remember, Richard? <laughs> <laughs> and, and that was all part of that process with that piece. Yeah. I, I did a, a, a television series called uh, uh, Sledgehammer. Uh, and it was crazy comedy way over, supposedly way over the top. Um, my my uh, 
my process in that was to be exasperated all the time about everything. You know, it wasn't so much hostility and anger uh, that he felt towards this guy. It was, it was frustration, exasperation. In, in order to, you know, I had to have this guy in my precinct because the mayor said so. Um, was it war on him, uh, and 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 he was just, you know, I had to allow myself to be completely vulnerable to let that exasperation come out. That was the process for that. And he's also trying to keep his job at the same time. Do you understand? Uh, so it's it different. It differs yeah. depending upon the, the part I'm playing. On the role, yeah. I love that. I love that. So yeah. I want to close this interview with a trivia section where I just ask just random, simple questions. And I would love for the two of you to just answer them honestly. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So I'll start with you, Harrison. Growing up, my parents watched a show called 227. There was a character on that show named Lester. Mm -hmm. Talk to us about what it was like working on that show with Marla Gibbs and the whole cast and crew. Um, yeah, I, I had a good time with Hal. Uh, and I, I had a good time with uh, an actress who's an Academy Award winner named Regina King. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's she was on Regina. there. Yeah, look at her now. <laughs> yeah, look she was on that show. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. And uh, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I, I I ran into her at the gym a few years back. Oh and really? She, yeah. This is after the right after the Ray Charles movie, uh, and uh, and I and I, I I said Regina, <laughs> and she said, Oh hey Harrison, and uh, I asked her about you know. Um, the Ray Charles movie, and uh, we talked about that for a little bit. And I said, "You were a little bitty little thing when I last time I saw you, and now look at you. This, this is terrific." And she smiled. She's a very nice girl. She's a very well. She's not a girl anymore. She's a very nice yeah, lady. Right. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I had a great, great time with all of it. You know, uh, on that particular show, I had a great time with Hal and with Regina uh, and Marla and stuff. Yeah, good time. Okay. Nice. All right, Richard, I read somewhere that your favorite game is, is it Popeyes? I saw something on Instagram where <laughs> I saw the picture and I said, wow, I didn't realize they had a game called that. What was oh, it? Oh, yeah, game? back in the 80s, they had a, a video game called Popeye. And uh, that was my game. I mean, it used to go to uh chuck e cheese and uh they had showbiz it was called showbiz pizza and uh i used to run over and that was my game and i would spend well, all my uh, with that game I, was, uh, <laughs> I can't believe you found that out <laughs> yeah i always try to look for those little nuggets <laughs> and and one more i have one more question for each of you so i went on your page harrison and you actually save letters that people wrote to you about a film or a play that they saw you in. I just wanted to read one of them and I wanted to get your take on this particular. You got, you got letters? Yeah, it's on your page. Oh, wow, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, can I, can I just read one? Yeah, sure. 
Okay. It sounds like since you're not too familiar with it, I'm going to read two <laughs> and just tell me what you think. Okay. Uh, this one says, his performance in the Van Damme movie Lionheart was one of the best performances I've ever seen. Why doesn't Hollywood use these kind of actors for big movies anymore? That was from a guy named Jimmy C from New York. And the other one is, you created quite a buzz when you joined the Sledgehammer forums last year. The fans very much appreciated the interaction with you. Thank you so much for sharing your talents with us. You did an amazing job filling the shoes of Captain Trunk. That was by Mark R. Wow. So, yeah. T talk to us about those letters and what they meant to you. They must have meant something. They're on your website. So Yeah. I did. Look, the one where, where he talks about Lionheart, I remember seeing that letter. Okay. I can, I can tell you that what that feels like to me is the genuineness of people who are looking at the work, not uh, judging it, but really allowing themselves to enjoy it and to say to me that they enjoy it with no barriers is, is, is like agape love, you know? It, yeah. it's, it's these people are the, are the people who watch, and these are the people who are moved. I, I, people in the industry have a whole nother thing. They, they're, you know, doesn't mean a whole lot to them. But what that means to me is the genuineness of, of people watching who want to express what they really feel about the work. That actually means more to me than, you know, somebody, somebody saying, hey, um, Damn, we'll give you a million dollars to do that that movie. Yeah. It doesn't doesn't that okay? Great, good. You know, give me a million dollars, great. What means something is those people who who watch and don't don't have any other things going on with themselves other than to say, hey, let me let let me tell you how I feel about you. I mean, it warms my heart. Somebody, I don't know whether that was you, Richard or Lester, said that I was legendary. Who said that? I, 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 you did. You said that. You're a walking legend. Yeah. I, I I read that thing. I, I read that thing. I went. Absolutely. Really. Inspired. Yeah. I'm telling you. You have no idea. You really inspired me. So, I would uh, words yeah. like that. And Richard too. The both of you have inspired me. So yeah. I like to give yeah. people the roses while they're here. Oh, that's that's terrific, man. I'm glad Absolutely. you did that. I'm Absolutely. Sure, it help makes makes me feel good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure Richard too, because Richard's Richard's a a filmmaker. I mean, uh, and he's a terrific man. And yeah, I definitely want to work. It's with gonna Richard. happen at some point or another. Absolutely. And Richard, last question for you. Okay, what are Portos cupcakes? And are you a Packers fan? Because I saw something. <laughs> <laughs> Break that down for me. Porto Cupcakes and the Green Bay Packers. Oh, I, I don't. Cupcakes and Green Bay Packers. Yeah. You probably don't remember this, but it said that you said you were eating something at your mom's diner, or maybe did she have a restaurant or something like that? Or it was on Instagram. It was, an old, it was on Instagram? Yeah, it was on Instagram, and it said that you were indulging in some Portos cupcakes, and you were watching the Packers game. So I just oh 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 oh, that's probably with my with my um, 
with my with my best with my friend uh Dana Lee Randall where oh um, she's a big Packers fan so oh. we used to watch we used to watch the Packers together and stuff like that and oh. and she's from Wisconsin so so yeah Got it. So, oh nice okay all right I love Portos that. if you haven't been Portos is great uh, L A it's like uh, a great bakery out here oh okay is it a special kind of cupcake what does Portos mean what does that mean um it's it's uh it's it's like a um it's like a cuban restaurant like kind of a bakery uh restaurant and they had these uh they had amazing cupcakes they got amazing everything there it's really good really good food all right okay <laughs> all right well listen to la you should go okay that's a deal so how can people stay in touch with the two of you i know the two of you are on social media you want to go for uh, you know emails, 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 uh, um, texts. Uh, uh, you know, like they've always done. They they always manage somehow or another to get through. Uh, right. Like the, well, you have Facebook, Harrison. You got Facebook and Instagram that people could contact you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you you got your website too, right, Harrison? Yeah, yeah I have a website. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. People contact me through Facebook. I'm on. Facebook, I'm on uh, Twitter, I'm on um, Instagram, probably the best way to get a hold of me. Okay. All right, well, thank you so much for being here on Out on the Front Lines, the legendary Harrison Payne, <laughs> the incredibly talented director, Richard Turner. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Lester. It's been a pleasure. Lester, you're funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.